1: Slaughter. Girls. We on that haunted ground.
0: Three spooked. Girls. The three spooked girls. Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another Stabby Snippet here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica and as always I am joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara.
1: Hey spooksters.
0: Today, we are doing the second installment of American Manhunt, the Boston Marathon bombing. We did a recap of episode one. Mm-hmm. We did that last week, and this episode is called The American Dream. This is this episode is really going to more talk about like the past lives of our two bombers. Mm-hmm. So we left off with Yusuf talking about how he felt guilty, kind of... Thinking for even a second that this was his friend Jahar, because we got a glimpse of Jahar's life and he is the popular chill, like, everything is great for me type kid. Mm -hmm. That's not typically, we think, like, Unabomber, isolated, wood cabin type of individual when we think of bombing. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, in America, like, an American history of bombings. So they've established that this individual, that they believe is this individual, the white hat is Jahar. Mm -hmm. The second episode starts off with just this kind of like weird, like CCTV Mm -hmm. of a grocery store. And Jahar like walks in and buys fucking milk. Just like another Tuesday. It was a Monday, but yes. Well,
1: yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah, I know. I couldn't remember what day it was, so I just picked a day. But you know what I mean? Just acting like it's a normal day
0: to day. Right.
1: Running errands? Ugh.
0: Just getting my milk. And I mean, if you're thinking alibi-wise, it makes sense to do something, like, quickly afterwards, Mm -hmm. because then especially if it's a distance away you could be like no I was over here doing this thing but it was the level of calm that like struck people Right. it just looked like you were like tear just just away it was a f- another fucking day of the week just going to get milk cause I'm out in fact I feel like I'm more panicky when I go to the store just me going to the store <laughs> to get milk I'm like people yeah so they have this footage but they don't know it's Jahar so they they've like linked this footage of the white hat to this CCTV TV of this guy in um, grocery store and the FBI, you know, they've like made the decision to like let people know about it. And they really just want any help from the public they can. They share pictures. This is really, like, the age of social media coming to almost the aid and the detriment of this case. Because, like we talked about in the last episode, people were, like, faking shit. Like, people, like, Mm -hmm. on the building, someone, like, put, like, the silhouette of the famous Bigfoot walking. Mm -hmm. They photoshopped a bag onto the racetrack or the raceway. So it was definitely interesting. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't very much longer after this. It was the next day or so. The police get notified that there has been like a gunfight slash like police killing at the Cambridge MIT campus. And... There was an officer there who had been on duty and was like sitting in his car and two men approached him and fought him for his gun and then shot him. And it's all, that's all caught on CCTV. This is one of those cases that like stack up because of surveillance yeah and it's determined that the reason why these two men came up to this police officer is they wanted to get his licensed quote-unquote gun like they wanted Mm -hmm. that gun and killing him was a means to an end Mm -hmm. you start adding law enforcement injuries deaths you start adding like time to your sentencing Not that someone who blew up part of a city block and killed three people at this point and now four isn't looking at like multi-life sentences, but it just adds to the severity of it. Mm -hmm. A weird thing happens in kind of like this weird turn of events. They start interviewing this guy by the name of Danny Ming. He is... An exchange student and he's here and he talks about like the american dream in his mind which was he would see like all of these like well-to-do people driving around their fancy cars so danny had like put a lot of emphasis into getting a car so he gets his license he purchases a bmw and you know he's he takes like he takes really good care of it Mm -hmm. it was either like a 2012 or 2013 mercedes and he was just like so happy and you know he's just doing his very best and if i'm remembering it right he like pulls up to like i think like a house or something or like the side of the road and these people get in and basically they have a gun and he's like, shit, I'm going to go with them.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, it was like he was answering a text or yeah. something. So he was doing the right thing. That's right. Yeah, he was pulling over on the like pull in type mm. of parking situation.
0: And so they they like, pulled him at gunpoint. Tara texted me earlier and they're like, they basically kidnapped <laughs> him. I'm like, no, they kidnapped him. <laughs> Mm -hmm. they didn't basically shit they
1: they did yeah kidnapped
0: him and they Mm -hmm. made him drive like basically drive them around at gunpoint and i think it was like quite a while if i remember
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and then thank god this for danny right they go to get gas Mm -hmm. now we know it's jahar gets out and goes inside and then we haven't talked about the other person in this and that's jahar's brother tamerlan Mm -hmm. or tamerlan and He's there, like, pumping the gas into the car. Mm -hmm. And so, like, they didn't leave Danny alone, but they left him alone enough. Basically, what he did is when Tamarin like, turned his back to him, he gets out of his car and runs. Bolted. Like, which is super fucking risky. Like, let's be real here. Because, like, if you're a person who has a gun and you're the person who's seen your face... Your hostage. Yeah, you're hostage. Like, who knows? Like, because they had con- basically confessed to him that they were the bombers. Y- they did. No, basically,
1: Jess. I'll say I'm it back sorry. to you now. No, basically, <laughs> Jess. Yeah. They did say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they told. They were like, we blew up. We did the bombing. Yeah. They weren't making smart decisions. And he just runs. Basically, they pulled into this, like, one cash-only gas station. That's where they were gassing up because they didn't want, like, cards or anything. Right. Jahar was inside buying snacks. Just, like, boop, boop, bopping around, like, "Mm, I want a Gatorade, and I would like these chips, and, like, ooh, maybe some jerky. Like, very casual, very, like, I don't have a fucking hostage held at gunpoint in my car. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, they talk about it more in, like, the episode three, but, like, the level of calm that Jahar is throughout this whole time is sociopathic.
1: It really is.
0: And it's almost, like, it's so much weirder because... It's not even like he's excited. Mm -mm. You know those sociopaths that like act calm, but they're like, you can tell that they're happy about it. Like Jahar just looks like maybe he smoked a little something and was just like chilling, getting his snacks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, less than like four days ago, like three or four days ago, you blew up two points in a city, killing three people. Earlier in that day, you had killed a cop.
1: And now you have a hostage.
0: And I have a hostage, but get your fucking, like, Cheetos, please. Just really hope he has an intolerance to, like, flaming hot Cheetos. And So, right, so Danny bolts, right? Like, he just, like, and he, ru- like, kitty corner across the street is another gas station. And so he runs inside and he shuts the door and he's trying to lock it. And I think the guy is, like, yelling at him to not lock the door. Mm-hmm. And I think he eventually, like, locks it. Because Tamerlan doesn't run out, like he runs after Danny, but when he realizes that Danny is like gone, he goes and gets Jahar and they get the hell out. So then Danny has the gas station that he's in now, the guy calls 911 and is like, hey, we're in like the Watertown area and the bomber, well, no, someone stole my car. And the police start looking for, basically they're looking for Danny's Mercedes. At some point in time, well, actually like, only one of them was in the car with Danny Mm -hmm. because the other one was following in an SUV. Mm -hmm. So they take off and they're going, they're driving down the street. There are two cops that kind of see this. There's John McClellan and Jeff Puglis. They're Watertown PD and they see these cars and they're like going to take, trying to take them down, you know, and they basically get into a neighborhood and this is going to get really controversial for people because I have such mixed emotions about what happens on this street. Mm-hmm. so basically, one of the cops is like, "Don't apprehend them on their own, and they pull when they pull them over they oh no, they pull over on their own,
1: yeah, they pull over and they get out, and they're like. That's when the cops get the vehicle going without anybody in it cuz they know they're going to attack it and they want to see where they're where the shots and stuff uh, are coming from.
0: Right. They the cops like they chase them but then when they get them they just like pull over. It's like mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that they do is kind of like anticlimactic. Like you think oh they're in like a high speed chase and they go down these streets and then they just kind of like fucking pull over to the side of the street and they get out. And they're getting out because they're preparing to fucking fight. But if you're a cop and you're like, dude, I just chased you. But now like you just pulled over. Okay, so they get out, there's two cops, and they start, like, they have a gun, they have the guns, because they at least have one, because they stole it. Mm-hmm. No, actually, now they have two, because they, the one that they killed the cop with, and then the cop's service pistol. Yeah. The police that are on the scene, John and Jeff, they're like, oh my god, like, what the fuck is happening, and we're trying to, like, handle this, and they just, they keep thinking, like, one kid is, like, throwing sticks at them, mm-hmm. and it's not sticks, because the sticks go boom. Yeah. At one point, another cop, like, he was like going to the scene, like, he was just on patrol.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he was like a CO. I don't think he was like an on duty patrolman. Right. Like, he was either like a detective or a CO. It was someone that, like, you wouldn't necessarily just be out driving around looking mm-hmm. for like offenders. Mm-hmm and he kind of goes around behind and he starts like shooting one of the bombers when they think they actually just think these guys are carjackers right which is what makes this like the craziest thing oh my god the level of the shootout like there's a reporter that is on here Mm -hmm. and he talks a lot philip martin is his name and he kind of bothers me in this aspect because He's talking about, like, how the cops kind of, like, shouldn't have done this big gunfight mm-hmm. with these two people. But, like, they were firing on the cops. The cops were firing. There may have been some excessive. I do agree that it was dangerous because bullets were going into, like, neighboring houses because this was in...
1: A residential area, yeah.
0: And, like, it freaked me out when they were, like, it almost hit a baby. Oh, my
1: God, yeah. hmm
0: And then I'm thinking to myself, imagine if those cops hadn't done that. And those bombers... Not knowing that they, they had these bombs. Because they had a pressure cooker bomb with them. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had had a chance to set it up. And maybe they'd had more. And they were just setting this shit up. Yeah. And they blew up that fucking neighborhood. Right. No one was hurt. There was a lot of property damage. But no one was hurt. And it kind of blew my mind. This whole fight. Right? So the cop comes around the backside And he like shoots into Tamerlan and he doesn't go down.
1: That was so crazy to me.
0: He's incredible hulking this shit. What'd they say? He was shot like over seven times? Yeah. And it wasn't like you saw him, you know, like you see people in movies, like they get shot like a bunch of times with like dripped, like dropped down. Uh Like this cop was like, he just acted like nobody had hit him.
1: That's so scary.
0: The only thing I can think of is that like his adrenal glands were pumping so much.
1: His adrenaline. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like when people, like, when moms lift cars off kids.
1: That was my thought, too.
0: Yeah, so, only great thing about this being a neighborhood is that there were, like, ring devices that were out, security cameras capturing the shit. People, like, stupidly were, like, looking out their windows, filming it.
1: No, I would not be sticking myself outside at all. No.
0: It'd be like trying to get to the lowest point of my house in like flat. Right. So, like Tara said, at one point in time, John McClellan, he's one of the cops, he just puts his car into drive and gets out and lets it go. And it does, it draws fire. Like they're like attacking the car. And, you know, the cops are able to like gain ground because they're just like walking behind the SUV mm-hmm. that's slowly moving forward, but is gaining ground. There's this big fight. Tamerlan shot, at least, like, a bunch of times. And then Jahar throws a pressure cooker bomb out. And what saved everyone's life in all of this is the fact that he threw it. hmm It wasn't in a backpack. It was just the...
1: The pressure cooker. Yeah.
0: The pressure cooker. The lid came off. Yeah. So the explosion was still loud and big and shrapnel went, but it wasn't, like a condensed pressurized right Mm -hmm. which would have like blown up they were saying like it could have blown up like the street yeah at this point in time we know him now as tamerlan gets a gun and he's like walking the bomb has gone off now he's walking towards the police shooting Mm -hmm. and they actually end up like taking him down and they're handcuffing him and jahar runs behind and gets, and I believe the Mercedes was like an SUV, gets in it and drives towards the police. I'm not sure if he just didn't realize that they were like, a they were like arresting his brother mm-hmm. or not, but he literally runs over Tamerlin and drags him for like 30 feet.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. And there's footage of that in there. Just warning. Fair warning. Oh
0: yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah, yes. I, I don't remember it's not. seeing.
1: I swear, I thought they showed the they showed him hit him.
0: No, yeah, but I don't. You don't see like the dragging.
1: Oh no, 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 no! I just meant like the the hit. Yeah
0: oh yeah no you see that shit like he's like boom yeah and so they still know them as like white hat black hat at this point right uh, or no actually they don't even know that they know the, him as like the carjacker
1: oh yeah, yeah 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 they haven't been updated
0: so he's like he's gone so eventually everyone kind of comes together they take Tamerlin to the hospital and he dies of his injuries I'm just going to say it Jahar killed his brother. Yeah. I mean, it's either the bullets in his, like the seven bullets, because they shot him in that head, neck, chest, and arms, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, those seem pretty fatal. I guess it depends on where you get shot in those areas. True. Like if you get shot in the neck and it grazes your neck, yeah. you could live. Mm-hmm. If you get shot in the head, depending on like where you get shot in the head, yeah, face wise, you might be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I shouldn't use the word okay. You'd probably be pretty fucked up, but like,
1: you'd be a lot. It's not fatal, yeah
0: yeah and then chest arms and legs just like if he they shot him on like the right side of his body yeah his heart is not
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then arms just depending on what arteries you hit and shit but Tamerlin dies of his injuries at the hospital
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they start looking for the other person and mm-hmm. he kind of goes in the wind and then this episode really kind of looks back because now they know who this guy is right
1: yeah so they're talking about his past
0: so they start talking about tamerlan and he's a Chechenian national. His father and mother came over, I believe, after Tamerlan was born. So he's not an American citizen. And that's kind of a big part of this in a way. Mm-hmm. Tamerlan, his dad is trying to get him into something like, productive it seems like Mm -hmm. and he gets him into boxing and apparently he's just fucking unstoppable he's like really great and he's being looked at olympically like an olympic boxer right which i always forget there's boxing at the olympics because it's always on at like two in the morning (laughs) (laughs) and he's living the american dream of like being this athlete Mm -hmm. and like you know, his parents have like a better life because his grandfather died because he would go like collect scrap metal and he accidentally blew up one day because he picked up a live ammunition mortar and it blew up. But Tamerlan, because he's not an American citizen, he doesn't have to be like a natural born American citizen to represent America, but you have to be an American citizen. That's like the first requirement for most countries. And because he wasn't, he could not qualify. Right. And this is kind of de- a defining moment in Tamerlin's life. And I know that becoming an American citizen isn't an easy thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're an American, like we take for being American for granted, because it's like you were just born here and automatically mm-hmm. given the right to like represent your country.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Tamerlin believed in the United States and wanted to be, wanted to represent The dream that his family had like gotten and because he wasn't a citizen he couldn't do it and instead of going okay i can't go to this olympics because i'm not a citizen Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go to the next olympics as a citizen because we all fucking know how the there's literally people know this if you are important Mm -hmm. you can cut the line for anything yeah, And if he had been like, they were like, hey, you can't do this because you're not a citizen. If he had been like, okay, I want to be a citizen. Somebody would have started the process for him mm-hmm. and gotten him to that finish line. Jahar is a citizen because he was born in the States. Mm-hmm. You know, he has family here. They seem to be doing pretty well, but he doesn't. And this happens in like 2011. eleven. Mm-hmm. And there's a case that happens around this time, like, around this time. Brandon Mess is best friends with Tamerlin. They go to the gym together. They do everything together. And he ends up being murdered, almost decapitated murdered.
1: Yeah, very brutal.
0: Uh-huh. And Tamerlin is looked at mm-hmm. as a potential for this murder. I just don't, like, I think people were like, no, he's like, that's his best friend. He wouldn't do that. hmm Blah blah blah, whatever it is, Tamerlin is just kind of excused. Less than a year later, Tamerlin goes back to, like, a Chechnyan area. Mm Mm-hmm. Dagestan, is that how it's pronounced? I believe so. Which is near Russia. And if I say that wrong, I am so sorry. And you guys all know I'm terrible at pronouncing things. Mm Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, he just kind of sinks into the radicalized religion of Islam. That, like, super small subset of people that just use their religion to fuel their anger in the world. And he spends time with people basically being radicalized, right? You know, he is hanging out with these people. Basically, he goes and he gets this idea and he's going to do something in the name of Islam to essentially revenge his hurt feelings. There's no other way to do this. Yeah. This isn't about like someone going I believe that these people are infidels or whatever. This is about Tamerlan being like I didn't get fucking picked to be on the Olympics. So now I'm going to blow up Boston. Literally cannot convince me it's anything else. Right? You know, and you kind of see this, like, what's happening in their lives. And Tamerlan stands up in the middle of mosque and is, like, upset and yelling. And they actually have to be like, stop, get out, like, sit down, because he's so angry about what's happening to him. And it's interesting that, like, he was doing all of these things and then he goes and people know that he's hanging out with these, like, radicals and that he's infiltrating them. And then he comes back and he's super, like, this is my belief system. But when the Boston bombing happens, no one was like, yeah, that's probably him. So, yeah, at this point, this episode leaves with Tamerlin has been, they said he has passed away and they are still looking for Jahar. Mm-hmm. So... That's where we're going to pick it up on the next episode for the continued story of the Boston Marathon bombing. Tune in next week for our third episode recap. Yeah. So we will see you then and we'll be back on Monday with a regular episode.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.